From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. This week, there's been a lot of attention on numbers, especially one big one, 24 million. That is the number of people estimated to lose their health insurance if the Republican plan to revise Obamacare is approved. Now, many supporters of the plan, they didn't like what they heard, so they attacked the messenger that put out that number, the Congressional Budget Office, or CBO. If you're looking at the CBO for accuracy, you're looking in the wrong place. They should abolish the Congressional Budget Office. It is corrupt. It is dishonest. It was totally wrong in Obamacare by huge, huge margins. I don't trust a single word they have published, and I don't believe them. I love the folks at the CBO. They work really hard. They do, but sometimes we ask them to do stuff they're not capable of doing, and estimating the impact of a bill of this size probably isn't the, uh, isn't the best use of their time. This isn't the first time the new administration has responded to bad news like this by attacking government statistics. With me to talk about it is Cardiff Garcia, U.S. editor with the Financial Times Alphaville blog, and Stan Collender with Corvus MSL Group. He's also an expert on the federal budget. And Stan, before we go any further, first, tell us just a little bit about the history of the CBO. What is it and why was it created? The Congressional Budget Office was created by the uh, Congressional Budget and Impoundment Control Act all the way back in 1974. It was designed by Congress to give it its own budget scorekeepers. Up until then, Congress had to depend on the Office of Management and Budget, which did the president's bidding on the budget, and no one was ever sure whether the information they were getting was right. So Congress said, let's set up our own scorekeeping operation to come up with what the economy is going to look like and how much things are going to cost while we're debating them so we know the fiscal impact of what we're doing. How independent are they? The Congressional Budget Office is very independent. It works for the House and Senate, Democrats, Republicans, all at the same time. Their only job is to get the numbers right. CBO is absolutely, and I mean this as as sincerely as I possibly could, absolutely independent of political corruption, but it's only advisory. That is, Congress looks at its numbers, then decides what it wants to do on its own. You cannot force Congress, according to the Constitution, to use an independent office. Cardiff, when you see the administration attacking these numbers, not just the CBO, but a lot of other government statistics that have come out, what do you think is the impact by questioning this? It's very worrying, and it seems to fit a pattern for uh, the president, right? So think back to when he was a candidate. The election was rigged until he won, and then he accepted it. If it's a pattern of the president denigrating institutions that disagree with him uh, and then embracing them only when they agree with him, this is a tactic that's ripped straight from the populist playbook. And the reason I worry about it is that American trust in institutions has been declining for decades now. Some of those institutions could stand to be improved, right? Let's not also diminish trust in those institutions that don't deserve the criticism. And in this regard, I think those governmental agencies that are responsible for fact-finding definitely don't deserve this kind of criticism. It's a little bit outlandish. But other administrations, Republican and Democrat, they've criticized uh, numbers from the Congressional Budget Office, have criticized other numbers that have come out from different agencies. So is there something different about this one? Yes, there's a difference between quibbling with the methodology, and I think that's totally fair. You saw that under President Obama for sure, especially when the CBO is coming up with its estimates for Obamacare, right? There's a difference between that on the one hand and delegitimizing and saying that it's fake. I mean, in This is, again, I'm taking these comments straight from Donald Trump and the people that work for him saying that these are fake numbers. They are phony numbers. That's an attempt to essentially argue that these institutions aren't worth paying attention to. And that's a step too far. That's nonsense. They are worth paying attention to. And if I can just add something, one of the clips you played about the criticism of the Congressional Budget Office was by Newt Gingrich, 
who during the Clinton administration was the one leading the standing ovation for CBO because it was criticizing Clinton's health care plan. So you're exactly right. Uh, Republicans and Democrats tend to criticize CBO when it says something they don't like, but praise it when they say something they do, and it delegitimizes what, what are absolutely legitimate organizations. But is there something different, Stan, that's happening now with the way that the critiques are being leveled at organizations like the Congressional Budget Office? It's, it's a lot more mean-spirited, a lot more ideological, and, and a lot more casting aspersions. The Gingrich clip also said that CBO is a, a discredited organization and didn't deserve the paper that it writes on. Try to extend that. You can hear the same criticism going to the Federal Reserve, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, um, the General Accounting Office. Uh, just because they disagree with or are in the way of someone else's ideological program, that's very, very difficult and very disheartening. Well, Stan, how does this affect future proposals like the tax reforms or the budget if the administration is constantly dismissing the numbers? What kind of impact does it have? Well, I, I don't think there's any doubt that a lot of the criticism here on, on health care was intended to, to set CBO up for failure on tax reform. That's the big prize for Republicans. And, and whatever number CBO comes up with, if they're not what the House and Senate Republicans want, I don't think there's any doubt the delegitimizing of it is going to continue and say, see, we told you, and we're going to use numbers that may not be accurate, but will allow us to get our program through. Cardiff, I mean, we can interpret government figures in different sorts of ways. Like we can look at the unemployment rate and come up with different interpretations for why it has been low. Are people dropping out of the workforce? So we can look at wage growth, like why it has not been as strong as we would like it to be. But what happens when we get to the point where you simply just don't even believe the numbers? Yeah, I mean, there's a big difference between trying to find the right interpretation of the numbers themselves, making a reasonable case for why we should be worried about one thing versus another thing. There's a big difference between that on the one hand and just arguing that the whole apparatus is nonsense and phony. And so if you take it to its extreme, as Stan was mentioning, it ends up becoming, uh, and I don't mean to be too dramatic here, a kind of threat to trust in our liberal democracy itself that ends up being eroded. I would add that it it should offend our sense of fairness in a way because the way society works is that in some cases explicitly but in many cases implicitly, we agree to um, live by a set of standards, a set of rules that we acknowledge uh, benefits all of us. And when somebody essentially tries to say, well, I don't have to live by those rules that everybody else has agreed to live by, I think it should offend our sense of fairness. I, I don't think it's right. So I, I have to be honest, I'm very worried by this trend, especially because it seems to be something that keeps getting repeated. Well, one additional thing, I mean, I mentioned the Federal Reserve. You could add the SEC to that. Um, and one other that's going to be monumental, and that is the Senate parliamentarian who plays in, in many ways the legal analogy to CBO. CBO comes up with numbers. The Senate parliamentarian comes up with rulings based on existing law. I have no doubt, based on the bashing of CBO, that Republicans wouldn't hesitate to replace her if she came up with the wrong ruling saying she just doesn't know what she's talking about. That's the kind of delegitimizing that is scary in terms of the future. Well, Stan Collender is with Corvus MSL Group and is an expert on the federal budget. And Cardiff Garcia is the U.S. editor for the Financial Times Alphaville blog. Thank you both for joining. Sure. Thanks, Charlie. And I'm Charlie Herman. And this is Money Talking from WNYC. 